What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 93 of Cali Break Click. And remember, before we get into it, you can find this episode on all previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, yada, yada, yada. And like always, we got Ninja. Yo. Wow, a little vibrato there. Uh, Claire, the plastic architect. Hi, how are you? <laughs> and once again, for the technically her second solo session, even though she's technically been here the third time, yeah. Emily or Emma Soros. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Yeah, Sick Ross has been on a lot, and then like I've been on solo, and we've been on together. So oh, I don't know what yeah, it is yeah, total, yeah. but yeah. What We're about the sources like, as a collective? Sources, yeah. It's this good to be back. Collective, right? No, five. Five. That sounds right. I I would believe that number. Yeah. Yeah, because Ross has been here twice. You've technically now been here twice, and as a couple, you've been here once. So yeah, five times. Yep. That sounds right. I don't want to make uh, it a competition, but winning. <laughs> So, Is there so like to a, make it even within the universe, you guys have to come back again as a couple. Yeah, we we, we can make that happen. Yeah, oh, that's easy. that saves me a lot of research and uh, asking. So <laughs> keep that go. in mind. But uh, how's everyone doing? Doing good. I've been doing like super week. busy. <laughs> I like. Yeah. I haven't slept in like days. Well, Why? No point. <laughs> no, I just I, I've been doing a lot. This is everything with like work, family. Um, video stuff and then not like club stuff so i just haven't really like sat down and just chilled in like i, I think like in weeks actually so but like lately it's been kind of hitting me oh i've been hitting the gym pretty hard which is also i should probably relax on that one because now my, my body can't like function so <laughs> with the lack of sleep so but that's just me so, and my own gripes yeah. how are you guys <laughs> well you know that like what you're doing in the gym isn't as effective if you're not sleeping, right? You know this. Yep, yep, right. yep. It's all about balance. And I need to stop. I need to rest. You know, like you can't, to rest. Yeah, like whether you want to like gain muscle or lose weight, you can't do that unless that's that happens when you're sleeping. I agree. The more so, I agree. But see, I already have a problem sleeping, like before all of this. And like I try to go to the gym to make me sleep. So like Yeah, I that makes like, sense. I get medicate like you it. to sleep. <laughs> so yeah. That's, uh, no, well, that's I, one, I that's one of the problems. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't really, well, just because I have so much going on, like I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't take what I need to go to sleep. And like, I try to like naturally try to fall asleep. So I try to do the gym really hard and it doesn't <laughs> make me tired later in the day. Cause I don't like go to the gym, like right before I sleep, obviously, but like, you know, earlier. So that way I'm tired. It's not, it's not working. So I'm just wired all the time. It's pretty bad. Sounds like. <laughs> It's time for some boundaries and knowing oh. your worth. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I guess we're segueing straight into that. So last that week, yeah. last week, we're pretty much getting on Ryan. And if, you, if you're familiar with any of the episodes when we talked about Ryan, bash sesh on us, like just schooling him and like motivating him to pick up what he has on in front of him and just running with it, which he's already, he already does a great job on that. So we're not going to like continue with that, but uh. He usually does nothing. Let's like be real. <laughs> I, I also feel like because we know Ryan, like, like, at, like know we him. We like him less. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> that like we we forget that a lot of people don't understand that relationship that we have with him, and that we're openly talking to him as if we're talking to him, as opposed to being on a show where no one is aware of that. So, but with that being said, 
Last week, we were talking about worth, and Ryan was one of the pioneers in the lab community to be able to push that for content creators. And Emily is one of those who are also in that same boat in content creation. But before we get into that, Emily, since the last time we spoke, you were kind of diving into this a little bit. Um, how, how are things now, I guess? Yeah, I guess like just in general, um, I mean, things are good. I'll start there. Things, things have been good, um, ups and downs, you know, lots of travel, lots of busy, but I feel like busy is good. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, trying to focus more on diversifying my content from just YouTube to like Instagram and even like TikTok a little bit as well. Um, I tried Twitch for a little bit and kind of just stopped. That was a lot of streaming and I don't know. It, I'm, I'm an introvert, you know, so like social interaction just totally drains me. So like the more I stream, the more yes. exhausted I am, but I also love it. But Twitch is all streaming. So I kind of put a pause on that, at least for now. Um, but no, things, things have been really good and just kind of exploring more about like what it means to be a content creator and expanding into like the world of the influencer and like learning, you know, your value as somebody in this niche and what you can bring to the table to companies as well. Like, cause you're as an influencer or content creator, you're essentially doing marketing. And so just kind of learning more about what's entailed in that. Like, I don't know, cause it's, it's a lot, especially when you have no idea what you're doing when you start, it's like diving into this whole world of unknown. So it's been it's been a lot since last time. I think I was just at what 20 20k last I time doubled. we talked. Now we're at like 40, so that's been really exciting. Um, 50 will come soon, and then you know you just need to double it one more to get that fancy check on on YouTube. So you know, no biggie. <laughs> we're almost there. You're also killing it on Instagram. Like that's been going well. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know what it was. I guess like. When I started, I've been actually like posting and trying as an Instagrammer instead of just using that to talk to friends or like as an extension of YouTube, like actually trying on that platform for like a year-ish, I think. And I don't know, I saw like reels and no one was doing that for like Lego at the time or, or it just wasn't as popular. There weren't many people doing it for Lego. So I was like, hey, maybe I can do this for Lego. I saw like Harry Potter people and Funko. And so I was like, okay, let's try this out. Like it'll either be really cringy and I'll do it once and it'll be over or it'll do okay. And it did, it did all right. So, you know, I just, I've, I haven't spent as much time on it lately. Um, but I should, so <laughs> I need to get back into that more. So now do you consider yourself more of an Instagram or a YouTuber? It's like hard, you know, cause like the visibility on Instagram is not like something to joke about, you know, it's, it's crazy how much visibility you can have, even from people who aren't following you. Like you'll get like, a million views on something and it's you know it's I, I don't want to say like it's not hard to do that it's but it's a lot easier to get a million on that platform than almost any other platform like maybe TikTok but I have more on Instagram so I don't I don't know what the difference is fully I'm still like trying to figure out TikTok honestly it's kind of like a weird thing <laughs> but like yeah like the, the visibility over there is just insane um and I get recognized more in public or you know, like you know, just people be like, hey, I know you from Instagram. And I'm almost like, oh, no, like I work so hard on YouTube. That sucks. Like, please recognize me from YouTube. You know, it's like, no, I'm a YouTuber. But I've... do you think they're worth the same in views? No, no. What, what uh, like, what's your basis on that? Um, I mean, you can be nobody, you know, like starting out day one and you're like, hey, I have this fun idea for a reel. 
and you post it and it gets, I don't know, 50,000 views, you know, like if, if you, if you know what you're doing, like you have to make inter something interesting or have some sort of hook, you know, something where it's like, it makes you stay there for five seconds to like see what their answer is or what they're actually saying, like stuff like that. If you know what you're doing, you can get 20,000, 50,000 views and get a hundred, 200 followers from that 500 followers, depending on like the niche it is as well. It could be even higher than that pretty much like overnight. Um, whereas YouTube, oh my gosh, like when you're starting out, if you get a hundred views, I would count that as a win on your first video. Like it's, it's so different. Like you, you don't get picked up the same way, like 50,000 views or like 20,000 on Instagram for me is kind of like baseline. Like if it doesn't get 20,000, it's like, okay, like, yeah, that kind of sucks. Like it's, it's fine, but it's like, okay, it wasn't very good. Whereas YouTube, if I get 20,000, I'm like, cool. Like that was a, that was a good video. It made it nice. And then anything talking about, about long them, videos, like, right? Not shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Long videos on YouTube. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's insane with like follower count. It's, I don't know, the value on each platform is totally different, but it's weird too. Cause like, it's easier to grow on these short form platforms, but like, I'm sorry. I feel like we just like dove in deep on this, like so fast, but like, it's all good. You can stop me at any point. Oh, go on. No, dive right into it. Go ahead. We got 15 like, minutes of this. Go ahead. That's the, good stuff. the followers on Instagram, like it's hard to equate that to YouTube, but like I have 40,000 on YouTube and I've been, I put out videos almost daily for maybe six months or so. Um, and now I'm more at like two to three a week. And that's been for two years and I'm at like 40,000 and, you know, I, I do vlog content. So I, I know it's not like as viral as other forms of content too so like i understand that but man instagram like you can grow to ten thousand very fast like that's pretty easy and i feel like ten thousand on instagram is like a thousand on youtube almost like that's what it feels like to me it's kind of like okay you, you you've gotten the hang of it you you have some sort of following now cool and then like i don't know it's it's hard after that but i like my man, 70 you feel like bailing on instagram <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like if you put in the same effort on both platforms, like you're going to skyrocket on Instagram before doing so on YouTube from at least my experience. It took us like, what, six months to get a thousand subscribers, whereas like Instagram took us, what, six months to get like 40, like thousand, you know, it's it's just so different. There's also I feel like there's less effort to like check out Instagram posts versus watching a YouTube video. Because like, like literally you just open your phone and start swiping up and stuff like that. And then you're there as opposed to like having to like invest in your invest time into a video on YouTube. Because like you have to intentionally go onto YouTube to want to watch something that of someone who you're subscribed to or like, you know, like, like you're setting yourself time for that. Like you're, you're taking away from your day. Whereas in Instagram, like TikTok, like you can just instantly get lost when you wake up in the morning to check your phone. And it's a lot more digestible, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, quick. So um, it's a good. That's a good thing that YouTube's like noticing that and starting to pull that over because it's the wars of like social media is happening, um, and Twitch is dying. Hey, they done that themselves. Nice. Yeah, Twitch did it to themselves. I, 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 that's. I feel like it's going to be the platform that dies um, in the within a year or two. Coins Amazon's going to be like, you know what? We're going to focus on what we're best at selling everything. <laughs> I'm like kind of bummed about it too because like I really wanted to have like a SpongeBob watch party on Twitch. So I hope it doesn't die before that happens because you you can like stream Amazon Prime shows on Twitch and I'm like oh, okay like kind of cool. stream some SpongeBob build some sets just like 
hang out you know that sounds fun at mm -hmm. night i mean if it's something notable i think youtube will try to do it yeah but they're, gonna, they're gonna it's gonna take a long time for them to implement something like that i mean you could already rent and watch stuff on youtube anyways so yeah. like i'm sure they're gonna integrate something that's if it's like noticed to be worth their time um to steal it from twitch yeah you know what i mean i mean it could be they're, they're taking a lot of other things from twitch yeah like applying <laughs> it so who knows we'll I, see and Twitch is failing trying to take stuff from YouTube with the uh, with the um, super chats and stuff like that. So I don't know. It doesn't look good. Everyone's think everyone's saying it doesn't look good. So it's a good thing you didn't invest too much time into it as of right now. And it kind of worked for you, like just focusing on like the three platforms, TikTok, Instagram, and, and YouTube. But um, before like we divert to that, uh, you kind of mentioned earlier, like a couple minutes ago, that you don't feel that they're worth the same in views, which is where I'm leading towards is. When you are asked about, um, you know, kind of sponsorships or partnerships on either or platform, how do you like equate your worth between what, con like if someone were to approach you to do a video versus someone approach you to do a, a reel? Oh gosh. Um, and you don't have to give actual numbers, but like, yeah. like, is there a difference between what you would either charge or expect uh, like compensation for? Yeah. So it's, both? it's totally different. Like, and it also depends on the sponsor. Like I, I have my standard rate sheet and I charge more for a YouTube video because it just takes me the most effort. Like if you want a dedicated YouTube video, that takes like for me minimum probably eight hours, you know, especially if it's a sponsored video, I want to make sure that it's good and I'll put in that extra effort like above and beyond what I would normally do. And I try to make it even better. Like if there's like a choppy audio cut, I'll like really try my best to like find B-roll over that and just, you know, I, I put in more effort. And so I, I like, it takes more work from me, but I also feel like the, like the brand partner is getting their value for that. Um, or at least I hope they feel like they are versus, you know, Instagram. Um, it's just so different. Cause you get like a brand gets so much more visibility. And especially if we're talking about like usage rights and they're able to take your video and use it on their social platform you're essentially creating an ad for them. And that's even more valuable than just having it on your platform. You know, if I'm working with company A and I'm saying like, hey, look what I have here, like, this is so cool. I use this every day. Like, how nice is this? It's like creator, like influencer marketing, I guess is such a big thing now. And having like a relatable person talking about a product on their page is a lot better than like an actual ad, like TV commercials, are almost like laughable now, you know, like my sister-in-law was just visiting and she was like, wow, in the hotel room, we had like cable TV. It was crazy. <laughs> like commercials are wild. And I was like, oh gosh, what's that? <laughs> like, I've thought are, about that for a while. But, commercials like, are for the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. No, that's, that's the only, that's the only time I ever watch commercials on TV exactly. is the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's the only, yeah, no, that's it. Um, but you know, people don't want to feel like they're being like sold to, you know, like, as soon as I see like sponsored, I'm like, Ugh, okay, like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna scroll, which, you know, as a creator now, I'm like, okay, if it's my friend, I'm like, okay, like, comment, like, try to help the post do better for them. But like, it's, it's just wild, because, you know, usage rights, and then like exclusivity, oh my gosh, if, you know, if you're not able to work with any other company, like, that's taking so much away from you as well, like earning potential. So whenever yeah. that's in a contract, I make sure that, first of all, it doesn't like, interfere with any other brand partners and i make that clear in writing and then it's uh, like, let's, okay. let's do this let's, let's walk through the steps of this okay yeah sorry um, there's like so much yeah there's a lot right there so let, let's say uh 
company A approaches you and wants to work with you and just completely just stops at that, just trying to get engagement from you to see if there's going to be a return. What is your next step? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like this happened kind of recently. First, I like make sure that this isn't a scam, you know, and I'm like, okay, who's this person? Name at agency. Okay, cool. Look at the agency. Cool. If their name is listed somewhere, that's helpful. But I also make sure, you know, just typical sleuthing, making sure I'm not being scammed. Um, and then step two, it's like, okay, they look good. I email back and I'm like, yeah, you know, this sounds awesome. Like, what's the timeline? Like, you know, is this a quick turnaround? Like, what requirements do you have of me? You know, what do you have an example of what you're looking for? Because that's easiest if they can send me like, do it like this. I'm like, okay, cool. I can do that. Um, but yeah, like we just kind of talk and then they'll usually disclose in writing if they want like me to sign off on usage rights. Um, you know, on TikTok, there's something called a boost code so that like the other, the company you're working for can promote it on their end as well. Um, and then exclusivity. So you're not able to work with any competitors for six months, 12 months, whatever. Um, they usually disclose that in the email before moving forward. Um, Cause you'll send them their rate, your rates typically and say, okay, cool. Like I understand the scope, here's my rates. And then they're like, okay, like, but what about for usage rights or, you know, something like that. And then you're like, oh, okay. If you're looking for this, then you take that into account when putting a value on that. And you use a lawyer, right? Yes. Oh. For the most part, the one time I didn't, <laughs> I regretted it. So um, yeah, always, always have a lawyer. Um, mine's amazing. She's great. Like, yeah, I love her. She's no, great. that's important because <laughs> you're getting into the world of like contracts and you're signing your life away essentially for different yeah. things. So like um, it's, once you get into those type of things where it's, you know, what you do can have financial ramifications if you do it incorrectly and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's always good to have someone else read it. <laughs> and yeah. if you're able to afford a lawyer, you know, via work or if you know a friend or whatever, a good on you. But if you don't just like you make sure you really understand everything that's in there, like word, like if you need a dictionary and you need someone else to explain to you, like don't go blindly into a contract without like reading the fine print most yeah. that's what i was just gonna say that's too a, like yeah you can't understand it like there's even if you read it there's yeah. no way like there's three professions that are out there that are trained to read to the law yeah. and there's accountants which read tax law lawyers which read basically all the law split up into different disciplines architects read building law and like that's what we're trained to do and so like don't pretend to like know something and like i'm not i'm not like Emily, you're very smart. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to like the general, no, you know, public. It's like, don't pretend to just like read it. And like, I think people think that they can't afford a lawyer and what they can't afford is being in a lawsuit. And I think like paying someone hundred bucks an hour, all the way up to like 500 bucks an hour, depending on like the caliber of the lawyer, it's nothing in comparison to a lawsuit or like losing your money in some other way. And yeah. so that's also like knowing your value. And then there's so, like one of the biggest problems that we have in the United States is like lack of estate law and like people not being aware of like how to set up their assets and stuff. And so there's like causes like issues with families and stuff like that. And I think it's people are completely uneducated with it. And it's really unfortunate because you end up creating problems for yourself like down the line that are compounding and could have been completely avoided if you talk to a professional. So, um, yeah, ask for help. It's kind of like the same thing. It's like when you go, if you need like mental health help, you go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. If you like, if your heart hurts, you go to a cardiologist. 
if you want to get fit, you go to a trainer, you know, it's like everyone has their specialty and everyone's good at everything and no one should pretend to be good at anyone else's job. Yeah. So, And I will say too, like lawyers are expensive and, you know, when dealing in like the creator field, you could be dealing with like small amounts of money as well. And to the point where it's like, you're paying more for a lawyer than you're actually making. And there are like agencies out there, which is really nice. Like through Ross's job, you know, he has like a normal job. <laughs> um, he has like a, a lawyer as, you know, part of when he signs up for insurance, he has like a lawyer insurance kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're able to talk to someone, they can read through like unlimited numbers of contracts. Cause otherwise a lot of the time, like, I don't know if we would even like be able to afford it. I guess like we could pay for it, but it like wouldn't make financial sense to do it. Mm-hmm. If a lawyer costs 500 and the deals for a hundred, it's like, you know, what's the point then? But yeah, there are like services out there that you could probably pay monthly for, for anyone else, you know, out there, viewers, y'all just looking for contracts. And There's also like plenty of profits that are yeah. free. Yes. Yeah. There are plenty of Definitely lawyers that are at totally free. They're there to serve the community um, and our taxes pay and like private, you know, donations pay for their salaries and stuff. So that exists mm-hmm. like you, it's in, within our rights to have representation. And it's also nice, like, so the lawyer I have, she's a, an entertainment contract specialist, which sounds mm-hmm. super fancy, but I'm like, wait, that's like exactly what I need. That's awesome. And she has been so helpful in the past. So like, for example, um, oh gosh, um, like, I think I can say it. Yeah. Google reached out and they were like, hey, we want to license like 30 seconds of your video. And I was like, sure. Like, that sounds great. You know, you can license it in exchange for this amount of money. And I showed it to my lawyer and she was like, hey, well, like, you know, in this contract, it was like, well, you know, like they have rights to the whole video, not just like 30 seconds. You should, you know, maybe rethink that and put in language that says something like that. And, you know, it's it's just stuff like that where it's like you're almost devaluing yourself if you don't understand the contract sometimes because they're asking for a lot from you, like way more than what you're currently receiving just because you're you're just like oh yeah well they said 30 seconds but it's not in here and I don't know just stuff like that that me as someone who's like super trusting is like yeah no that sounds great whatever and meanwhile she's like uh-uh no language here like put that in there I'm like okay so the thing with influencers it's all like numbers based and view based right so your rate sheet is like well I get this many views therefore this is like the value of like a reel or the value of like a video and whatnot and I think a lot of people get confused as to like where to start and like at what point and things like that I think there's a lot of people with like you know 500 maybe subscribers on YouTube and they're like what should I do with that or like someone with 50,000 and they've never reached out or never like tried to like get any kind of sponsorship and did you find that like when you were doing this research and trying to figure it out yourself, like I know the answer to this, but I'm like egging you on here. But like, did you find that like, how did you find this information out? Did you find that it was like easily available? Did you find that it was like out there? Did you find that there are creators that talk about it? Or is it very similar to like more corporate positions where people, you know, are pretty hush hush about their salaries and um, it's kind of like a little bit socially faux pas in certain, in is it like, or is it more open because it is a newer field? Yeah. So I guess to start, like, I didn't even know my content had any value until my good friend Claire told me to start looking into making a rate sheet. So shout out to the plastic architect for like helping me figure out my own career. I wasn't trying, I would, that's not, that my question was not to be leading in terms of that. (laughs) 
That's not what I was like, say. Nice one, Clay. Yeah, this is nice clear. Round of applause. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I I forget how it came up, but like me and Claire were talking, she was like, "You you have value. You have value." And I was like, "No, like what are you talking about? It's Instagram. Like what is this?" Um, but no, then I like I actually looked into it, and it's the kind of thing where like as a creator, like if you're not making videos, like you know, you're not going to grow or whatever. And I spent so much time like researching rates and like, you know, literally just Google images. And I was like, rate sheet influencer, rate sheet content creator, Instagram, YouTube. Um, Not really TikTok back then. I wasn't on TikTok, but, and you can start to kind of just get a range of what people are are paying for things. Um, It's like, it's the market value essentially is what you're trying to find of like the market value for this many subscribers on YouTube for a video, but you also have to keep in mind, like you have a, like a million subscribers on YouTube. That doesn't mean that you necessarily get paid at that million subscriber rate. It could mean you also have to look at the views and like what you're bringing to the table in terms of like engagement and view count um, and all that kind of thing too. Cause you know, if you have, I don't know, like 500 K or whatever, and you step away for two years, your content's not going to be worth the same. Like, your followers are gone. So um, like subscriber count, like follower count, like it's, it's a good starting point. You know, it's, it's, it's a really good place to start. It's easy to search by that kind of thing. So like start there, but then also just keep in mind, like, you know, are all of your videos like doing crazy good if you have, you know, 50k subscribers on YouTube, but all of your videos are like 100 plus k, like, you should value yourself higher than what you're seeing for like a typical 50k channel. You know what I mean? Like engagement is and views is a lot more. And as long as you can show that to a company and show them like, hey, look, I'm at 50K, but all my videos get 100K. Like, look how nice that is. Like the rate should be higher. As long as you can justify it. Yeah, it makes sense. Think- like you could just say like, look, I could guarantee that 100,000 people are going to see this video within a week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's very easy to say, very, very quick. And it's justifiable because you can show it with your analytics like look look at all my content so yeah. that then negates the subscribe or it makes the subscriber county relevant yeah um so. and so yeah but like i guess starting out so yeah like just understand like be realistic you know that like that's number one like understand your content your value um like i think that's number one um but also like don't undervalue yourself either like you know if, if you undervalue yourself so will everyone else like if you if you don't give yourself that value like nobody else will and especially when you know that you are bringing value somewhere, I think that's like really important to keep in mind is like, you know, you're helping this company make money. You're getting the word out about them. You're, you're selling tons of their product or, you know, whatever. Um, and there's a value to that. Like, and don't sell yourself short on it. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, so you need to know how to like tactic. be okay to walk away from a, yeah. no, so I'm very okay saying no. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's great too. Cause it's like, if I don't want to do something, it's not going to be good content. And also like, maybe it's not relevant to my, to my audience, you know? And then people are like, what was that? Like, that was weird. Why'd she post that? But yeah, if it's something you don't want to do, like you have that freedom, you know, you can find something else that, you know, someone else to work with that month or, or that week or whatever. I think it's healthy to say no. Cause if, if you don't want to do it, it's not going to turn out well anyways, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It'll translate into the video and people are like, Oh, yeah you can, you can kind of tell yeah yeah i mean i'm not like familiar with like contractor type of work because i've always had like a 
like a steady job where I knew like my check was coming in. So I, I always knew how to negotiate like a pay increase when I get promoted or like negotiate a pay raise when I felt like it was justified because ultimately all they can say is no and I'll be exactly where I was in the beginning. Um, as opposed to like contractor work where if they don't like the rate, they can just be like, all right, it goes to somebody else. So like that is like a big difference in which I don't completely understand or have experience with. I know, I know Claire does and I know you do. Um, it's a very scary thought. Um, to like, especially if you're reliant on the uh, the income from these people, or at least a portion of your income from it. Yeah, I think it's important to have some sort of baseline. So like, you know, as a content creator, you have a lot of different like pools of income, which is kind of difficult, but also kind of fun. Like, you're, you're always like doing something different. And that's really exciting. But, you know, AdSense on YouTube, you know, like you, you kind of know what your views are going to be. You kind of know what you're going to be getting from that pool. Instagram, there's like the Reels bonus, like having some sort of baseline that hopefully you're happy with, or at least you're almost happy with where, you know, a sponsorship or two, like that will make you stable for that month. I think that's important because you can have a bunch of different pools of income, but like, you know, if if it's really uncertain and you could also have zero pools, like that's not okay. Like yeah. when, when you're starting out, maybe if it's just like your side hustle, but you know, me and Ross are like adults with a mortgage, <laughs> like we have to pay bills and make sure yeah. that we know where that money's coming from. And I think that's a big difference between you and Ryan right now is that you have a mortgage to pay for and you have like, if that goes away or if you can't bring in the income, then you're kind of screwed. So you're, yeah. you're, you're pretty much fulfilling what he said in, the, in an episode where if he needs, or if I think what Claire suggested, which was, um, you know, having a need for responsibility to be able to like motivate yourself to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, if you have employees or if you like have a mortgage or something that like, if I don't generate this amount of money within this time frame, I'm screwed. Yeah. yeah. So that fire is something that you've kind of had since uh, like you you started from the beginning of this when uh, the beginning of the pandemic. So I think yeah. it, it, it's it's fair to say you're continuously motivated and you're not like. Ugh. I mean that's it's definitely a big part of it, you know. And I I'm also just like very motivated by goals, you know. Whether that's like, I guess like not necessarily like subscriber count, but you know just like setting personal goals for yourself and like trying to achieve them. Um, but also just like growing into this career because that's like kind of how I see it right now. And, um, you know, you kind of start out and, and like, you know, you're, you're kind of working for nothing for like a full year and, you know, you start to earn something. But like on AdSense, you might make like like four dollars a day for like the first few months. It's like opening your own business. You're not going to make income right away. Yeah. And that and, no. and we knew that. And that was that was part of it. The average business when it first start is first starting out is not in the red within a year. It's actually it takes more than that. And so I think it's really important to recognize that your growth was fast and that like if you start like a new company, I think it usually takes like two I'm gonna three, Google right? it, but I think it's like a five it's a five year turnaround to like actually oh, wow. um or at cool. least three years. Yeah, or something like that. So the office said um, two years. <laughs> Yeah. There's also um there's also Oscar's plenty it's really interesting. There's some really big YouTubers out there now that like literally weren't profitable for like five, ten years for a long time. So to come into a place and within a year's time be able to like be like, I can like there's sight of you know income and like getting in the green is like a big, big deal. It's a combination of like hard work and just luck.
you know, that's how all these things work for everybody. It's not just yeah. for you, right? And for any business and stuff that's like this big intangible thing that, you know, people are like, oh, it's it's religion or it's it's karma or it's, you know, astrology, whatever it is. People want to label it, but it's it's usually just luck. So yeah, it's coming in at the right time, you know, like I during mean, COVID. Yeah. Exactly. That was like a boom for everybody, really. And then like, I don't know, honestly, like I'm just so grateful for like my brand partners. <laughs> honestly, like they're so great to work with. Um, and like just having that level of trust between us, you know, like I, I don't think I've ever worked with someone that I felt like I had to like prove myself to. Um, you know, they they're like, hey, do your thing, whatever. We know your content, like do do what you do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just great having that that level of trust with them. And, you know, it, it also helps me like it is a huge support like that. That's what kind of takes you from just making YouTube videos to like being like making it a career, you know, make this is like your job now and being like self-sustained because that's that's a big part of it. Hold on. I'm going to go back to my thing. So most small businesses take at least two to three years to become profitable and then truly successful is seven to ten year mark. That is seems like kind of like a subjective thing, but I think it means like really, you know, making making significant significant profit. So, um, which is really, really interesting. A lot of people are like you like look at different like startups and stuff. They like give you like four year timelines and when when like larger private equity or like you know big investment banks and stuff like put money into um, tech companies. You know they like all the series that they like invest in. You can like a lot of that is like public. Um, and you can see like when they're, you know, projected to actually make earnings and you're like, wait a second, these people put like $25 million or $100 million. They're not going to get their money back for like 10, 10 years. Theoretically, they don't, they say that, but obviously they want it sooner. But it's kind of, it is really interesting that like YouTube is, can be for some people very different than that. And it's like a good thing. It's kind of a scary thing, you know, and I think it happens like like, I mean, like Ryan was doing like his crappy videos for so long when like, you know, and only in really recent years was there any financial success. And like, he probably wouldn't have been able to like quit school or whatever if he wasn't living at home. So it's just, it's kind of wild. It's just, it's just wild that it's not like a typical professional path that you take. What I'm curious, Emily, is like, do you feel as someone who like did do a more traditional like educational path, mm -hmm. um, do you feel like you're taking a risk at this point still. Oh gosh. I don't know if I would like call it a risk. Mm -hmm. Um but or like instability or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um oh gosh. I, I guess not. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't really feel like a risk to me. I mean I, I think it's it's stressful <laughs> and it's so mm -hmm. uncertain, but mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't I don't see it as like, oh if you know I don't pay the bills this month, like we're gonna lose a house or anything. It's like Okay, well, if, right. if this just like tanks tomorrow, I have a master's in data science, so I can probably You'll go be use fine. that again. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> if I didn't yeah. forget everything. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't really see it as a risk. It's that's good. Yeah, no, it's 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 the kind of thing too. Like coming from a traditional like education background, you know, bachelor's, master's, corporate data science, like mm -hmm. the like. The difference in pay right like so when you're working in a normal job you get paid every two weeks or you know whatever and it's like the same amount and then at the end of the year you get you know five percent raise eight percent if you're good whatever like you get your steady raise each year hope maybe hopefully i hope everyone's getting their raises but like you know with this it's like 
you start at zero and it's it's a hard zero for a long time and then when you start to like maybe like earn money like in quotes because you're still spending more than you're earning you're still in the red and then you know you're finally starting to like actually turn green and you're like oh my gosh like this is crazy but then you know after kind of like the grind I guess you could call it is just like a long grind of like nothing and red like very much like in the red um especially with lego because lego as we all know is very expensive um you know you you finally turn green but then like from that point like there's not like a cap i feel like like there's not like really an income cap and it's also like hopefully you know like hopefully you're growing every month so like your ad revenue grows like you know you're, you're getting that that monthly raise but like hopefully or sorry, that yearly raise that you would be getting at a traditional job, but you're getting it much more frequently. And so you're like always earning more, but it's getting past that zero where it's like, oh gosh, this really sucks. Like this is just a hobby that's not even paying for itself. Like you're literally just bleeding money and it sucks. And then you finally earn, you're like, yeah, like this is great. Like I didn't, you know, go negative this month, but, and then you have to do that for a while to like make up for like the last year and a half. But you know, it's it's just very different, like the the timeline and like how I don't know, like how you earn is just totally totally different. Um, and it's it's unstable. I mean, it's also really fun. So I I feel like that <laughs> that, that well, makes the key to it all bit. to keep going and motivating yourself is do you enjoy it essentially? Like, yeah. are you proud of what you do? Are you proud of, the, of what you make? And like, the plus side is you know, not necessarily like in its face freedom because it's not truly freedom but it's freedom you know what i mean so like you have the ability to be like i'm gonna work right now and and not obviously there's consequences if you don't work but that's something that you have to kind of those are the parameters you have to set for yourself but like it's and i've said it like it's a very scary thing and like i said i'm not i'm not used to contractor work so like that's not having the feeling i mean i've been terminated before so i do know the feeling of not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from so like not knowing when your next paycheck is coming from like the, the next five years like do you know if that income's still going to be there i mean that could also happen if you have a normal job too because you can your company can tank you can get fired um yeah. or whatever there's so many other variables that you can kind of think of so not every income that's generated is is definite or infinite unless you have passive income um but again that's a, a topic for another day but you've also like kind of ventured out as far because when i watch other youtube youtube content creators not lego which are a lot the ads that i see them do especially like in like, you know, like kind of more journalistic type of videos and or like kind of podcasty type of videos, the stuff that they get don't like relate to their own content. Although like the, the, the sponsored or partnership program stuff is new, fairly new for Lego. It would make sense if it was related to Lego, like if it was something to do with like, you know, minifig cases or stands or cleaners or stuff like that, whatever. What I've seen you guys do is, you know, gone, go beyond that and like be sponsored or have partnerships with kind of relatable and kind of not, which is completely jumping straight to the front of the line is how is the other content creators and other genres are doing. Like, so it's, it's definitely noted now reaching into like the Lego community, but I don't know if that's due to like them reaching out or through agencies like what Ryan's in, but you are now seeing it like they're reaching out to you, right? On like Instagram. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's been crazy. Um, And you know, it, it all just starts out like, oh, this sounds like a scam, but then usually they follow up and because I'll see it at first. I'm like, oh, it's a scam, whatever. Like, and you know, it's just because you get so many scam emails like daily, so many, and you're just like, 
this doesn't look right. Okay, I, I don't think so. And usually Google will like, you know, do the fishing hook scammy thing on it. But sometimes it doesn't. And I've like responded before and then it puts like the fishing hook on it. And I'm like, oh no, like, I hope he doesn't respond back. Like this doesn't seem legit. Um, or people just reach out with like weird, just weird out there, um, you know, things to sponsor. And I'm just like, this is not relevant to anything that I've ever done in my life. Like, no, thank you. Um, you know, thank you, but I'm good. Um, but it's really nice. And, it, but it, it's also really hard at the same time. So like as a Lego creator, and that's still what I call myself, maybe I'll be like a, I don't know, pop culture, or Star Wars or something, Disney one day. But right now it's, I do Lego. Like that's, that's what I do. That's like one company as a, as a creator, like you're doing something all about one company and it's, it's hard. Cause you know, if I was a Disney influencer, you know, like I would have all of these other, you know, companies and partners I could reach out to like, Hey, you know, Houndfly, let's, let's do something. Or, you know, actually like Disney parks, there'd be like Lucas, there's like jewelry and t-shirts and, you know, merch and just mm -hmm. so many different things that you can partner with and so many more opportunities with Lego, it's Lego. <laughs> and like, you know, there's third party things. Um, I mean, it, it is nice, like, um, with my content, I don't really focus on any other building blocks toys. And, you know, I heard you guys, like, in last week's episode talking about, like, exclusivity with Lego. So mm -hmm. I have that in my contract. Like, I have contractual exclusivity with the Lego group. Like, I can't take payment from any of their, like, competitors. Not to say, like, third party, but, like, actual competitors, like, you know, mega constructs or, you know, whatever. Um, so they define think... that for you? What was that? They defined it for you? Like who you can and cannot work with in the like, in the building block community? Um, I don't think it's defined. It just says like, I don't even know what it says. But it's, you know, only with like Lego bricks. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't have it in front of me. But it's not like I kind of would have anyways. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I build Lego. That's kind of what I do. But then there's also like other companies out there, like Bricks and Minifigs. I am so happy we have them in town here. Like we've been going there since the start. Like one of my first vlogs ever was going there and like buying. And then we bought like an ATTE, but like the 2013 or 12 one or something. And like, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was so much fun. And that was like the start of the channel. And then like ever since then, like we we just kept going. And, you know, it's it's just great having something like that in town where it's like, you know, just a third party kind of like resell place. It's Lego products, but it's it's not the Lego group. It's it's just great having something like that here because it's Lego. Like that's that's all I focus on is Lego. Um, you know, there's there's really not many options. And so you have to look towards like, you know, some of those, you know, those big sponsors on on YouTube channels and stuff like that. Like there's stuff like that that you can look towards. Um, but I haven't yet. I should. And you know, I've talked to Ryan about who he uses for that and I need to follow up with them been a few months and I you know anyways um that's they seem great like I, I have had phone calls with them and I do want to get something going with them but like plus it's someone else to kind of look out for you you know what I mean that that yeah that will know you for your worth and be like hey I think this is a good option let me know if yes or no and they do the grunt work and they're the, they're the front wall like they're the front face of like you know vetting all these like companies because like I mean, I can speak for myself too, but like a lot, I'm sure, and a lot of people have already mentioned it. Like, it doesn't matter how small you are at this point, everyone's getting emails with all these companies trying to like ask you to do stuff. And yeah. like, you know, 
and you get to a certain point where it's just like oh my gosh like how do you like spend this time like just deleting all these emails that are like not one not you but two like straight up phishing so you know having someone to do that work for you and or taking the action to go reach out to companies that they can like shove you to them which then also expands your viewership and reach to like other places that wouldn't be there you know what i mean because now you have like because you have people in that company you have people in the marketing thing they can be like who's this and then they watch your stuff and then it kind of just kind of snowballs into other things and yeah. i mean it's kind of exponential that's kind of a far-fetched idea but still it can happen <clears throat> you know what i mean especially if you're working with like a a company like disney or loungefly or like anyone else like pops you know what i mean like those are other like niche genres that don't really intermix like officially but can because they're fandom like yeah. if you did something with funko <laughs> okay. yeah that would like seriously just up like your like attention to who you are as a person because you already do a good job with like just selling you as yourself and a lot of people like at least at least like people who follow you um are just there for whatever you have to say you know what i mean i mean sometimes like for more things than others like for uh, under your like according to you like not for your reviews but for your vlogs <laughs> but yeah, like no. essentially that just shows up there for you. my reviews it, yeah fine. they don't want you to show a presentation they just want to follow you around everywhere so like if you know you gain more of an audience from other people then that's like kind of growth you know what i mean so there's it's definitely advantageous for you to like have um a forward face that kind of one alleviates the workload because that's a big deal and two to like navigate through those type of waters because it's you know it's like a part of your team essentially yeah Yeah. and it's it's good to have a new industry too like that's or at least like the the creator economy, you know, it's it's such a new industry and like companies are still catching up. Like I've, you know, I, I've reached out to company or actually like I've been reached out to by like, not like, I guess you could say like Lego related companies or like third party kind of Lego companies. And they're like, hey, like, could we send you this this thing? And I'm like, well, instead of that, like, what if we made that into like a full length video and I made it more engaging than just like, something about this this little thing here that you know probably won't get much engagement why don't we make it a better video it'll get like 20k views and you know here would be my rates for that like what if we turned that maybe into something different and they're like well we're interested in that but like we don't that rate sheet scares us like I don't want to do that and so it's like okay like you know a lot of companies are at this point just kind of I don't like it's it's a new thing I understand also a lot of these companies are small businesses and like you know, if, if there's like a, I don't know, $10 little thing that they sell and that's that's what they do, you know, paying way more than that for a video, just it, it probably doesn't make sense. And so I also understand that. But it also kind of shows you perspective. Like, yeah, like investing to you might seem very scary just because it's a lot of money. But if they don't, then there's not 20,000 people that are going to see it. Yeah, you know what I mean, so there's there's a trade off there. Yeah, it is scary, but it's, it's, it goes both ways in like that. You know what I mean? You could either you don't do it and you don't get the exposure or you do do it and you get the exposure. Whether that translates to sales, it doesn't matter. But now you're like literally in front of everybody, like for um, kind of related to what you just said earlier, like with third party Lego companies working with content creators on land because Beyond the Brick is a prime example of that. Brickmania, third-party leg company, sponsors them openly, and they flaunt it out there. No yeah. problem there. So and it doesn't necessarily mean, like, Brickmania does not need content creators, like, heavily. Not their market, they yeah. They have beyond, literally beyond, every Beyond the Brick video, and they pay a hefty sum for that to, you know, like, 
you know who Brickmania is if you watch Beyond the Brick video. Yeah, it's, it's right I mean? there. Yeah, you, you can't it's get to the video without seeing it. Just just a I, whereas a Beyond the Brick video video can get and according to Joshua, um, their their highest viewed videos are the military videos, military really? uh, GB like uh, ball contraction videos. Those are the highest like yeah. viewed videos. So for Brickmania to have a Beyond the Brick ad in front of all those videos with military stuff in it it's a clear win for them it, yeah it's mm -hmm. pricey as hell but like it's you know it's a win it's a win-win one beyond a brick gets stable income and then two brick mania has is being shown to everybody and whether or not you buy it or not it's you know you know who they are <laughs> yeah they're notable like you could if, if like if emily if you said um yeah i don't buy anything with Mania, it doesn't really suit me i'm not really a thing but if someone like if, if a fan came up to you and be like, I don't know where to buy a marine minifigure, you can be like, Oh, Brick well, you check out Brick Media. Yeah. You know, passive sales through that. So I, I think it's it's very interesting to how advertising works if for a small business, like to not like be scared of investment into people, especially when there's a price in front of it. Like you should know what you're getting and the views and like the you know that that should say enough. Like if it's if they're guaranteed to give you five thousand views a video, when you throw their ad in there, five thousand people are going to see it. Yeah. Maybe they just don't believe do. in their product. Yeah, that's true. It's a scary thing. Like it's scary for everybody, especially if you're a small business. It's not you have no you have nothing to back it up. Like yeah. to them, it it's hurts. a loss until they start seeing yeah. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's yeah. no guarantee that it's going to translate to sales at all. But um, do you see yourself like? Oh, you kind of answered already, but you might kind of venture outwards into like maybe other things. Do you foresee that happening within the near future? I mean, I see it as like kind of a next step, but also I'm just not sure. You know, I, I don't, it would have to be very slow, like growing into that. Cause there's things that I love. Like I love Disney, right? Like I, I'm like staring at my wall of Mickey ears right now. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to go to Disney. Um, <laughs> you know, I enjoy like, I'm just looking around my room of like other things I have. And it's like, you know, I, I enjoy lounge fly. Like they're fun. They're fun backpacks. Like, they make me happy. Like I have my mystery machine backpack and it just like makes me happy. I love it. But it's hard to incorporate that on my page right now because it's it's Lego. And so if I just start posting like backpack pictures, people are going to be like, what is this? Like, wh what are you doing? Um, but I do see it as like a way for growth, kind of like growing into, you know, and like just other things that I like. It's not like I'm like, oh, I, sh I should like this now like because disney's cool so I, sh I should like disney it's like i grew up in orlando like i love going <laughs> to the parks like if you don't think i know about disney like you're wrong <laughs> like i went every weekend growing up like my mom was there today like it's, it's like a big <laughs> part of my childhood and so i have all these like mickey ears and like i love disney and like disney merch and like i literally right now for those who are watching i have my mickey blanket like it's sweet consuming my not life just mickey blanket oh. Mickey Halloween blanket with like this year's print <laughs> this year's from 2022. Yeah, and Ross has the matching shirt in this print. Like, I I did I see him. So cute. Like you know, there's there's other things in my life that I really enjoy. So it'd be nice to like share that with people, but mm -hmm. also like I understand it's a little up there right now. So I would like to grow into that more, but also like mm -hmm. Lego. Do you, you think? I think not to interrupt, sorry to interrupt, no. but like, I think we've talked about this before in like a different context, like there's different kinds of content creators out there and you're obviously like trending towards one of them, but it's like 
there's like you as a person or it's like the the video that you do right. right and it's because people like to watch you go shopping and do whatever it's obviously people are invested in you as a person so i think making those transitions into other fields is probably going to be easier for you than mm-hmm. like if you were a minecraft gaming channel <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i feel yeah. like the, like no like yeah like the fact that like if you're your face is already first of all, your face is already out there and like especially with your reels like yeah like a lot of your really big reels and stuff are all lego related and stuff but like it's just you being silly with with lego and then i know you've like done a few words like you being silly with other stuff and it's just kind of maybe like inserting them consistently but maybe i don't know i'm really curious because like i think a lot of people um they acknowledge their social media success from consistency and routine and schedule um and so it's almost like maybe you need to schedule those non-lego related posts like in a certain like rhythm that would make sense and so and like with a pace that would make sense or something like that which i think which would be interesting but um but but still having like you as the face of it and so it should theoretically be like irrelevant you know like you go and show yourself getting like a manicure when like on a vlog and like you know if people don't care about it they're not going to watch but they care about you so they watch and they comment they're like i love the color you know so like yeah (laughs) and then they mean it people mean it because they like you and they it's like bizarre what people will comment like you know, as, as a creator, you, you start to learn like, oh, if I throw this like weird thing into the video, like Ross's outfit on release day, I was like, hey, Ross, give us an OOTD. Like, what are you wearing? And I was like recording him like, these shorts are from Costco. Shoes are from Costco. <laughs> He's a total dad. <laughs> and people were like, oh, man, Ross's fit check, check is great. You know, and it's like that was, you know, it's just something for people to comment on. But then some people will be like, Oh, it's 85 in Texas. Huh. You think that's cool, but I think it's warm. And I'm like... The one-up the one up commenters? Right. It's like, huh. Okay. Like, people will comment on just, like, weird stuff. But, like, you almost need something, like, memorable for, like, people to engage with. And it's it's usually, like, not on purpose or anything. Like, I don't think about it. But later on, I'm like, oh, that was really weird. Like... <laughs> no, like, you that? need to, like, intentionally, like, mispronounce something or misspell something <laughs> or, you know... Those are my favorite. That was my favorite. <laughs> I have in the past, like, I just think it's, oh, honestly, I think it's so funny. Um, you know, if, if there's um, a weight on this brown box, you know, and it has a new Lego set in it, and there's like 8.7 kilograms, I'm like, I don't know what that is. Let me know. I'll get like 20 comments, and they're like, it's it's 24.2 pounds. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's stuff like that where it's like, I could look it up. You know, I could, you know, leave the camera rolling, but it's like, you know, so I know someone really wants to look that up. Like someone's like, I got you. I got you. Let me Google real quick. <laughs> oh my God. But uh, at first I just made like the vlog kind of videos and stuff like that. Cause it was more like, like I was able to <laughs> honestly, like that was, that was my, my skill level. And it was, it was something I was able to do and it was fun during COVID. You know, that's kind of how all of this started for probably a lot of people. Um, but then it's, we were like, oh, like, this is really cool. Like, people actually care about, like, what we're doing. Like, how crazy. And, like, that's so cool. You know, like, people people care about me getting my nails done. And, like, you know, some people will be like, you're getting your nails done. That's boring. And I actually did get my nails done today, by the way. Um, I didn't vlog <laughs> it, but I went. Love the um, color. <laughs> yep, love the color. Um, but, you know, it's just 
it's just interesting yeah like i i I feel like it's like a very organic growth it's a very slow growth but it's a very organic growth of like selling like your personality almost right but see that's that's interesting to me too because like when youtube started that was their motto right broadcast yourself but now i feel like a lot of people broadcast one brand instead of themselves but i don't know yeah the more successful people i feel like are broadcasting themselves because everyone always says oh it's it's your personality like we come to watch you yeah i don't know i could be wrong no i think there's some truth to that i think it's like a combination of things right like it's Mm -hmm. youtube forces you to be specific right so there's a reason you can't just be like i'm a lounge fly collector now or like you know it's (laughs) like you have to do lego like it would be it would be a hit to your channel if you stop doing lego content Mm-hmm. And like it would be a hit to Shy's channel if he stopped doing military content. If for yeah. some reason he was like, you know, disenchanted with the military and wanted to like stop supporting, you know, anything associated with it, too bad. You know, if you want to, if you want your channel to grow. But at the same time, like, is that niche your personality? And it, it's I don't know, it's this like weird gray area to like exist yeah. in. And then if I think what's really hard is like for a long time, Emily, before I knew you, I was like, man, she's so bubbly, like, and <laughs> so happy. says, isn't it? Hold on. Hold on. And I, was like, that must be, I was like, that must be so exhausting all the time to, like, be this way for the camera. Like, man, she's going to burn out. And then I met you and you're just like, you are, like, maybe she a like calmer version of that. But, like, not by, not by, like, a ton, you know? So I was like, okay. So it, it's just, like, you know, but there are people who do that. There are people who like fake who they are. And I think that is like almost you're setting up for disaster when you do that, because it's like, how, how long can you do that for? Right. Right. Especially in like Lego, you're meeting people at conventions or something and it's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're actually like a very cold person. Oh, huh. Like you're not like, you know, it's like something (laughs) like that. And I don't know, like my brain's always just kind of all over the place. Probably people will be able to tell that from this podcast but like you know it's I I feel like my content almost like reflects that like I'm just trying my mm-hmm. best like I'll, I'll sometimes just need to make build bullet points just so I like stay on topic because I'm like oh and then I'll like drift off over here I'm like that wasn't even a point the point was like way over here okay <laughs> like let's restart this you <laughs> that was not even about. find your content in a video like five or ten videos from now or ago didn't you like you know what you also define the content you want to create yeah along yeah I was just kind of like I don't like reviews anymore. And I, I felt like there was like a pressure almost to make them. Um, Cause you know, like through, through the land, right. So I'm in the Lego ambassador network um, and there's review offers. I, I, everyone watching this probably is somewhat familiar with the land. I know it's a fun topic on the channel, um, but like, you know, you, you get a set for review and you have to make some sort of content on it. But um, you know, I, I've, everyone in the land for, for the longest time when, when I applied at least was making like sit down reviews. Here's the Lego set. Let me turn it around. Here's the minifigures. Here's the details. And mm-hmm. I, I really don't like watching reviews. I don't know if that's like bad to say, but like, I really no, don't I've, care. I don't watch them either. Like I don't, if it's on, I'll be interested, but I'm not going to be like, wow, riveting click. Like if it, if it goes to next, sure. Um, but like, I don't know. Like, 
I tried doing it because I felt like that was how you're supposed to review things. Like that's that's what you're supposed to do. That's what a review is. And I was like, okay, like let's try it. And I was just so bored and stressed. And like my microphone's usually like that far away. And I'm a very loud person. So I almost like tone it down even sitting here. And when I review stuff, my microphone's like right in front of me. So I'd be almost be like whispering, but then the gain would be so loud and like technical <laughs> issues. And it was just like yelling. And I was like, I would have to re redo it. And then it's like, okay, great. Like, did I say this the first time or the second time? Oh gosh. Like trying to forget, like, remember what I said? Like, did I even talk about the minifigs yet? Oh my gosh. Or like I would put on their helmet wrong. Cause I'm like, oh, this is the third time trying to film this like stupid review. And then everyone's like, the helmet's wrong. And I'm like, ah. Like, but that's great. You got engagement, <laughs> right? Yeah, that it, it didn't do very well, but <laughs> yeah, at least there was engagement. But yeah, I just decided, you know, I don't really like this. <laughs> like, I don't like doing sit down reviews, so I'm not going to do it. And and it's okay too. Like that's like during even like onboarding and throughout the whole process, like you can do a review in whatever format that means to you. You can do a Twitch stream. You can build it on the live stream. You can take an Instagram post. You could do like a written post. Um, all of it takes time. Um, and depending on like how large the set is or how interesting the set is, like, for example, if it's a brickhead, I might divert my time to different things, um, and just do an Instagram post. Um, cause you know, you kind of look at it and you know, if you want it, you don't need a review, but at least for the most part, I know there's always exceptions, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess like there's also like other ambassador programs that that I'm a part of, um, you know, there's Lego and theirs is so interesting. It's it's you know, it's, it's not like an influencer program. You know, it's it's really not. It actually started as like a lug lug program. And then they're like, hey, what about fan media? And so that kind of like got lumped in. And I think they're re-navigating the world now that there's more of like a creator economy. I think they're they're still trying to figure out what this means, which is exciting. Like I, I've seen I've seen. I've had conversations on there that have been like really, really exciting for me lately. But, um, you know, there's other ambassador programs out there too. And just like going into like, you know, I guess back to like the value of, of yourself as a creator where like, you know, there's, there's a whole thing of like, oh, gifted opportunities, you know, like you get gifted something. Um, and, you know, for the most part, I'm just, I'm, I'm like really just not able to do stuff like that anymore. Like, you know, I, I've, had some gifted opportunities and I still have some to post. Um, but it just takes so much time. And, you know, you also want it to be good because it is still somewhat of a partnership with this company, but it's, it's like, man, this is going to take me at least like, you know, it'll take hours. I don't know how many hours, but hours, you know, at a certain it'll point, take like, away from something else. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, this took away from videos I actually wanted to make or like working on my city or, you know, time with my family. It's, it's my time. You know, there's also, there's a lot of programs out there that are like, Oh gosh. I mean, I've found it as a creator, like the glamour of being like part of like certain, certain like ambassador programs, right? Like it's almost like predatory, predatory, how they go about finding creators in the sense that, I mean, it, it makes you feel like very, very, I don't know, like ex exclusive, like you're, you're, you, you got accepted to this thing. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Wow. Like I can work with this company and I shop there all the time. Like, this is so neat. And like, you know, I love what they sell, whatever. Um, but then, you know, it's like, oh, you have an invitation now you can apply to receive this item in the mail. It's very selective though, but you can apply to maybe receive this. And it's mm -hmm. like, wow, you were accepted. Like, congratulations. You know, this is part of this whole campaign of like this whole new collection we're doing. 
And you're like, cool, this is so neat. And then it arrives and it's like a little trinket. And you're like, I have to make content on this. And there's like so many content requirements on it. And you're like, I thought this was like a collection. Like I thought like a box full of like the sweatshirts or, you know, whatever. And then it's like, oh, like this little thing is not worth the amount of time that I'm going to spend making this content. And it feels like, congratulations, like you get to do this. And you're like, I don't know. Um, I, 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 I didn't think, sign up for that. <laughs> you think it's like, because it's still on the newer end of things, there aren't institutions protecting that opportunistic um, free marketing from companies. And so like there, there's, I don't know yet. Like, I, I think if we were in Europe, things would be different, you know, cause they tend to be more on top of like kind of that online behavior, but like, yeah, like maybe it's illegal for people to kind of falsely advertise like what they're going to be giving you. Like there's no standard contractual sheet that you can like find online between content creator and like larger you know, company, there's no uh, legal requirements for them to send you an itemized list of what you'll be receiving and when, or, you know what I mean? Like there's things that in other industries, like there are protections in place for that, but like, why would, why would anyone protect a group of people who have figured out a way to I mean, it took make money in an easier thing? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm being like devil's advocate now. It's just like a lot of people see it as like an easier way to make money if they don't understand it, which is like naive and idiotic in so many different ways. But like, I think like why, and those people who protect other people do nine to five jobs. You know what I mean? So it's like, why? It's I don't know. I just, yeah. I feel like there's, maybe it'll come later. I, I agree with that. I think it's it's gonna happen. It's just it yeah. needs a lot of bad needs to happen for that yeah. to become legislation. Like there's no way that I mean you don't legislation just doesn't happen on the whim. You know what I mean? Like reaction. It took yeah. how long before seatbelts were law? <laughs> how many right. deaths were there? Like for something like this, like better business bureau stuff, like you know social media. Like I, I kind of mentioned like a second ago, but COPPA took ten years for YouTube to be like. Oh, whip. True. You know what I and mean? And those are kids. Yeah. Like, and literally. Kids. And it's still happening. It's still mm-hmm. happening. Right. So, for right. something like this, uh, we probably might see it, I think, more so <laughs> like probably when Meta's verse is like literally a thing where money's going rampant everywhere, where there's no ability for taxation. And then stuff's going to happen because government's not going to get their money. So then you'll start having like, oh, crap, like these companies are charging nothing when they could be charging this because a lot of people are complaining and then they can get taxed on it. And then boom, it comes into income. So like, you know, it has has to like literally go down the the hole hard before something happens like that. Um, I mean, I think it's also like creators... You know, it's the kind of thing like at work, but it's more taboo when you like you both work for the same company. But, you know, creators like I I have certain friends that I'm able to be very open and candid with where it's like, oh, if you're working with this company, like here's maybe some things to look out for. You know, here's here's kind of how they normally do things, just so you know. Um, And it's as creators, like we're already taken advantage of so much, like Mm -hmm. so much. Um, and so, you know, to have, you know, people that you can trust that you can talk to about these things are really nice. And it's, it's, it feels different too, than working for, you know, if you both work for company a and you're both in the same department, like you don't really talk about salary, you know, even, even though it kind of does just help both of you understand like your value in comparison to each other, like 
it's still very taboo but i feel like as creators it's almost easier to be a little bit more open about it because it's like hey like like it's not like you're getting this so i won't it's like hey why don't we both like try to rise up together um i don't think people realize that though i still i do think people still realize that there is like the competition like i don't think people realize that like someone like td bricks and that group of people that are like doing really really well in like a really fast way all that does is benefit the rest of the lego community like when someone in the lego space does better it it makes other people better like it's like Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's much more than like other spaces right because that means it's bringing more viewers into that environment and people want to see more content and i think i genuinely believe that is the case um but i mean who who knows i could be wrong but i mean even to follow up from that too like following my conversation with you claire about like mm-hmm. the value of your content i feel like you probably had conversations with other creators at, at the same time um and like that's a huge help you know knowing like hey you know because I've, I've had companies approach me before and they're like hey how cool is this you can do all of this work and that's it and i'm like i'm confused like i i'm not earning it like there's no I'm not earning from this. Like I, I have no benefit to being a part of this. Like exposure. This is weird. Yeah. It's like exposure to who, like <laughs> what? Like I, I'm already on social media. Like that's my job is like to have exposure. Like what is this? But you know, like once you know your value value and other people are also asking for, you know, money <laughs> in exchange mm-hmm. for, for content um, that just goes a long way. Cause it's like, Oh, okay, well, you know, if she won't do it, maybe they'll do it. And it's like, no, they won't do it either. And if you like stretch out enough feelers and everyone's like, no, this is going to cost you money. That helps everybody. And, you know, it's not like a a riot or anything crazy, like a coup or whatever. It's just like. But in concept, it's the same. You know what I mean? It's like. Stand together. Yeah. Well, you also have to like speak up for like what is right. And, you know, sometimes you get hit in the face with it. But this is not really doesn't seem like it's one of those situations like it seems like it's not you might like miss out on not miss out you might like lose out on one opportunity but it's, and you have to be okay I don't know. with that too like something yeah. else will come and I mean that's just kind of life you know you, you interview for jobs right you interview for like 10 jobs you might get one kind of thing the, the odds are probably like worse now I don't know but like it's it's like that you know like and I also reach out to tons of companies or i mean not lately because i've been lazy about it but um i definitely should be doing that more and you know talking to an agency and like getting in with them and helping like having them help me find more sponsorships and stuff like that but i mean it's it's just such it's so helpful and i'm, I'm really grateful that other creators are you know understanding their value as well you know and it's mm-hmm. it, it kind of baffles my mind sometimes when it's like hey you know you're doing really well on this platform like I'm so impressed by this. Like, how are you, how are you monetizing this? Like, like, you know, like I'm not asking numbers or anything, but it's like, what are you doing? Like, I would love to, you know, start trying this out. And they're like, Oh, I I don't make anything from it. Like I should probably look into that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, or even, you know, gifted opportunities. Like if you're making a full length video, like I might be slow at making videos, but they normally take me about eight hours. Like let's, you know, from start, to upload and you know the the marketing i call it like the thumbnail and all that it's probably like an eight hour ordeal and if you're doing that in exchange for like a free twenty dollar product like 
that's a work day. That's one single work day. Yeah. So like if you make minimum wage in your area, let's say it's $10 just for ease of sake, because it could be anywhere from nine to like $20 an hour, right? Say it's $10. That's 80 bucks right there that you could have made doing crap all somewhere else. And granted, that's like before taxes and everything, but like this, you have to write this off the same way. So yeah, you have an education. And if you have work experience, that number should be higher. And so one of the things about doing contract work is you kind of get a really good sense of like what your hourly rate is, which is like a weird concept. You're like, well, this is my value at like a minute by minute basis. And then you end up like valuing time in a really weird way. You can like totally go overboard because you're like, oh, if I just like put in three more hours, like especially if you're like a billable person or you have billable clients, right? Yeah. You can be like, okay, I put in three more hours. That makes and, and if you make a lot, you're like, that's a few few hundred dollars more just in three hours. And so you can get like really um it can be really abusive, like with yourself and like in terms of boundaries, going back to like what we started with, because you you don't know where to draw the line and you're like, that few hundred dollars is actually worth a lot more. And then you have to kind of pull back. But you also start to realize like how you want to spend your time. And so and I, we've talked about this for me personally, because I have like 10 years under my belt. Those 10 years are very specific to like an hourly rate that I had for a long time. For me to justify those like couple years of YouTube, you know, was really difficult. But like in all the nonsense of me talking about it, those were a year that I could have been building a channel and I'd be making possibly as much money as I would have been just like talking about architecture or whatever, doing what I do every day. And so it's like, what do you how do you how do you slot that out it's like it's a risk that you take and i think like the older you are the more responsibility that you are the bigger your careers develop it feels like a bigger risk like we are trying to move across the country and you know things are falling into place to like make that happen um i used to move all the time like in my 20s like i had no problem and i used to like project out and be like oh you know i'll live in italy and i'll live in new york and i'll live in la and all these things because yeah and it's and then but to move now is so, so much more. It feels like such a bigger deal because you're like that much closer to death or you're like that or like your family's that much closer to death, right? So like every everything seems like so much more impactful. And I think teenage YouTube content creators have this freedom that I'm so jealous of that they're like home and they like don't even have the developed brain to have a concept of the pressures that are out there. And so they have the capacity and the quite literally the brain capacity to be as creative as they want. And it's so cool to see that. And it's, I think it's a lot of the reason why some of the most successful YouTubers outside of Lego are like 22. Yeah. I I think there's like something to say about that because of like, you're not as restricted. You have the capacity. You grew up in this world in a different way as a consumer of it. And it's like, it's inherent to you. It's like, anyway, I find it really interesting. It's like my generation really like, that's when like computer science and like programming and stuff really took off. That was like the hottest thing when I was in school. And it was even at the beginning of it, right? I remember like I graduated and I was going to, I was making like 27K a year. And my friend who graduated with computer science is making 110K a year. And I, I, I think I went to actually a better college than she did. And I was so confused about it. And like now you talk to people and like, I think you can get degrees in like social media marketing and computer science yeah. is still a big deal. It's a great degree if you want to get into it, but it's like, Learn it's also data science. It's like a big thing now. And like, there's so many different things that you can get to and degrees that don't exist. And there are so many degrees that are going to happen that you can get later in life and, and jobs that you can have that don't actually exist now, which is such a cool concept. 
anyway, that's my that's my soapbox for the night. I'm gonna go and do now. That's good. <laughs> oh yeah, but okay. So in relation to what you just said, knowing the value of an hourly wage, like knowing the value of your knowledge, I think is also very important to that, and not to like like to omit that from what you would charge yourself. Because one of, one of my brothers in, in my motorcycle club, he's like a master plumber, right? So he would come in and look at a problem and be like, yeah, this is how much it's going to cost, right? And, and it, it's competitive to someone else. But like on paper to them, that's it's three hours worth of work to be able to fix this problem. That's what you're charging, three hours of work. But then he finishes it in like 30 minutes. So yeah. then the, the client would be upset. It's like, hey, you charged me for three hours worth of work. And then he would reply with, yes, on average, a normal plumber, this will take three hours worth of work. But with my experience, I can do this in 30 minutes. You're getting charged the regular, like wage of what everyone would charge for this. I just right. do it thirty minutes because you are paying for the experience. That always sucks about right? like working fast. Like I always like work really fast when I'm coding and stuff. I'm just like go go go, and then it's like oh well I'm done already. Like you know you you feel like wait like this has more of a value to it. You know like I'm able to do a lot more right. in an eight hour workday than this person over there who's like half my speed or something. Um, but yeah, like knowing. I think that translates to social media in like the value that you're able to provide. Like, what is it that the crossover, the conversion, I guess, from what like viewer to client kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know, from you watch my video about this, this thing, and then you go buy it. Like how, how good are you at that? And like, I don't really like feeling like I'm selling stuff. Like I'll post to my stories and be like, Hey, look, like Lego deals, check it out. But I don't, I don't want to feel like an ad either. You know, you you want it to feel like like a real thing because it is a real thing. Like I don't want to work with anyone that I don't believe in because then it's like, well, what am I doing here? And you want to sound genuine. You want to believe in the. You want to be genuine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that way, you know, you're you're being honest to your your subscribers and your viewers. Yeah. Makes sense. Like that's a very like noble approach to it. Like you're not just trying to sell a product you're being fed. Otherwise, uh, what do we call it? Just selling out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your definition to it yesterday. Yeah. What was your definition of selling out? Um, taking money from like brands that you don't back up, basically. Like, like that crappy jewelry company that'll like send you three thousand. Yeah, like hey, back this up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you take the money and make a video, like hey, you guys should totally buy this. I had a friend actually like get reached out to by that by like you know one of those jewelry companies, and she was like, they liked my Instagram, and I looked at her, and she had like you know fifty followers, and it's all just about you know like her life. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like what she her life. Yeah. yeah, and it's like. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I get this too. It's a scam. I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't have the heart to tell her, but like, I told her and she was so sad. But I was like, sorry, right. dude, it's a scam. Don't and, do and it. And that in itself is something that everyone, like, on this platform who creates content, big or small, needs to understand is that, like, be very weary of stuff like that. Know your worth and, like, don't fall for everything at face value. Like, you know, and, and you kind of mentioned it before, like, you know, we're, we are very open, you know, like, with what we make here. One, because we, understand the analytics of how much we all make based on the numbers that you provide so it's yeah. very easy uh, even if you were to look at like numbers from we all know that people who make finance videos make more money cpms are yeah. <laughs> like we already know that so like the barrier of like the tabooness is like there but not there so yeah. we're, we're more open to be like yo like especially so i, I quit that's like being in the military we already know how much we all make yeah you really i know how much yeah. you make you know what I mean? <laughs> you're 87, you're, you're 06, I know how much you make. It's it's open, it's public knowledge. So yep. same thing here. It's just, you still don't ask, but like it's there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think another big thing, um, you know, like a big, a big takeaway, right? And I, I think I've talked to Shai about this too, but like, you know, the, the terms like 
influencer or content creator have like such bad PR around them. It's like, oh, you're you're entitled and you're you you live a life of luxury and and free things and you know you're you know glamour whatever like travel bloggers I don't know but like it's a lot of it, you're basically a marketing team in one person like the role that a marketing team plays is what you're doing as a single person and you know there there is a value to that and you know if if you look at yourself in marketing like you know marketing is you go to business school to to learn how to do that like it's it's a career like it's a very reputable career going into marketing and that's pretty much what like influencers and content creators do but it's like packaged into like one person and you know you're you're able to you know show off different different brands or companies and like you know i think that you should believe in them i think that you should stand behind them but you know that's that's a big thing that i've come to realize recently is like oh like influencer like i i hate that word <laughs> like i mean i feel like it best describes what i do but i hate it cuz it's like ugh Gross, that's a generational you know? thing. Like, I feel like the younger crowd doesn't care, <laughs> right? Like, young kids, young young people, teenagers are like, "I want to be an influencer," and it's like, uh. Us, it's like, uh. but remember when, he, like, remember we were in Hollywood and we walked across the street? Oh my gosh, so many cameras so on this one dude. But you were so uncomfortable to record. I'm like, yo, look, no one cares here. Look, everyone, like, every time there was a red light, everyone would run into the street to take all their pictures, and like, there was this guy on the floor, and I was like, <laughs> where am I? What is this weird place? Well, that's the mecca for it, right? That's that's like yeah, that's, that's where all the TikToks are, anyways. That's where I see them all dancing yeah, like, and stuff. Cool. Just just go ahead, go. Ahead. You want to lay down in the middle of uh, Hollow and Highland? Go ahead. No one's gonna say anything. That's how you get the like, best uh, the best uh, perspective. They will yeah. get hit by a car, though. That will happen. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you gotta lose a leg. Hollywood's a weird place. Um, yeah, it is. Sorry, you wanted to go there. I didn't want to bring you there. I was like, I felt bad asking, there. but. I also really wanted to go, and we got to see the cool floor. You know, Ezra was happy, so we got to see all the oh, stars. Yeah, Ezra, yeah. got our Funko Pops too. We made that our, like, cool. Things. That was neat. That that, that made cool. it worth it for me. The stars, was I was cool. like, I'm. This is underwhelming. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna see stars there. Like, no, actually. you have to see that garbage. Like once. Yeah, in your yeah. Life. it's like one of those things. Those tourist things. Like, like if you're gonna go to LA, yeah, go visit. That's yeah, what I'm drove- like that. Yeah. I drove Sands through it. He's like, I'm good for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. I was like, <laughs> There's nothing for you to see there. There's a lot of interesting yeah. stuff going on. I wanted I'm to take her to like other places. I'm like, oh, we can go to the observatory. You can see all of LA. You can go here. You can go there. I'm like, wait, you know, LA is not known. For- you want to go see the stars. Okay, let's go see I want to see the stars. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's, let's go on like, you know, rush hour traffic from downtown LA to Hollywood. <laughs> now that's the experience, right? Right, like the stroller, the <laughs> when, broken elevators. Let me find parking. <laughs> Thank you for taking farm. me to Hollywood. People trying to <laughs> He's hustle. He's never going to forgive you, obviously. <laughs> hey, you got your cool Funko Pop. Yeah, I did. We got, we, I did. We got to make your little Funkos. It was, it was cool. Nice. I did buy a CD from a guy who was trying to sling it. <laughs> no, you did not. You were such a sucker. I was just like, dude, just go away. Just go away. The thing is, like, I, I have my kids with me. I'm like, just go away. And I'm not going to start an aggressive thing. I'm like, dude, I'll support you. I get it. You, okay, hey. I get your sleeve. Leave me alone. <laughs> Those backpackers are <laughs> persistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dream hustle, bro. <laughs> That's your work. Straight out the trunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. Emily gave a lot of knowledge to a lot of people who don't know it. So that's good that you've shared. Uh, hopefully that. that was helpful or I don't no, know. I that's so. my experience with everything. And I don't know. It's it's just hard to navigate it. Like not a lot of people 
know where to start. So like maybe this was helpful to like those that are just trying to like get their first deal with any company. Really, should be a video. You know all those videos on YouTube that like I make. How much do I make in six months? With oh yeah, this many viewers. Time. But then like, I see whoa, like in whoa. a month they make like fifty k, and I'm like, how did you make fifty k in a month? Like that's unheard of. I'm like, what are you doing? You watched the video though, right? <laughs> I'm like, how did you do that? <laughs> no one talks about it. So, like, when people make those type of videos, like, people are going to gravitate and watch it. I mean, it might it might kind of hurt you because you're going to get people from other places that don't care about anything else you do. But, you know, if you were to, like, label it, like, with Lego, then it kind of helps a lot of people. And that's knowledge that a lot of people just don't have. Yeah. It's not out there. It's not. And this it's is a new field. So, you know, it's it's good information that you shared today, both you and Ryan, for the past two episodes. So, this yeah. is kind of like, but, well, do you have any final words of wisdom? No. <laughs> Okay, cool. um, no, I mean, it? like, thanks for having me on. And I don't know, like, yeah, no, it's, I guess it's like, it's hard to navigate it. And it's hard to, you know, even have a social platform, like all of it's hard to navigate, really, like, it's, it's a struggle, it's a grind. But um, I mean, also, like, I'm just trying my best with it. So like, I'm probably not even doing it right, you know, but like, what is the right way? Also? And so like, I don't know, it's, it's just a lot to take in. But, um, you know, just like, again, like, I am, so happy with like the brand pa partners out there that I found like that's probably number one is like find brands that like you really believe in and that they also believe in and trust you like if you're always mm -hmm. sending off the content to them to like watch first and make sure it's okay like I understand it you know it makes sense like they want to make sure that it's it's good that's what they want um but you know just having that trust between the both of you just goes so far like it makes your life easier like it also makes your life better yeah. it's yeah, no, it's it's great. Find find good brand partners. Yeah, that's number one. <laughs> All right, then. Well, with that being said, any final words for the you other two? <laughs> no. No. In that case, let's roll that music. Thanks, Emily. Bye. <laughs> it's a good like yeah it's a good like follow-up to last week <laughs>